Yeah, you've just farted. Yeah, I just farted. I just farted, but I got to do a proper intro. Uh, it's the Jim Jeffries Show podcast, and now we do the jingle. Jim Jeffries Show podcast. It's the best podcast I've listened to. Other podcasts and been disappointed. I'm here um, with my co-host. And oh, you're just gonna act like that's the actual way you want to start the show. That's, that's the way the show is gonna start until we find a theme song that we can all land on. Um, this Sweet. I'm here with Forrest Shaw, my co-host and somewhat of a friend, um, but mostly a co-worker these days. I went through I went through a breakup where someone said that the only friends I have are people that I work with, and that's not true. They were friends with of mine before I employed them. We were friends before. Yeah, and she's such a good person that you should take everything she says as fact. How about that? All right. <laughs> And also, you went through a breakup. You've been going through a breakup for the last year with this Let's, person. So. But we have. You want to start the podcast? But we have. Like, no, we do. <laughs> but we, but we, but we. Ha- I agree with you, Tully. But we have to talk about uh, your ex. I find this is the best story that's ever been told. Did, let me well, before you do this. She told me not to tell anyone. I said why, and she goes, "Because Jim's going to talk about it on the podcast." I don't think. We'll see. Mm. But uh, I'll tell the story. You're oh, no, no, no. Oh, we can't no. tell that story? Uh, I don't it's know. It's a she... fun story. Both of you come out of the story really great. I know, but it, she was like sheepish to tell me because, you know, we dated for so long and I think she felt bad that. Look, I'll tell look, an abbreviated I'll, I'll, version. I'll, I'll, I'll tell the abbreviated version. No, you don't have the abbreviated version. <laughs> I, I, I do. Way to deflect from your shitty relationship. Right, all right. right. How about no, that? I don't That's even have like... a shitty relationship <laughs> anymore. I'm relationshipless. <laughs> Right, what but, are you? But relationship is this. <laughs> yeah. Let's write so, down the script. So, so Forrest was dating a girl, lovely girl, still friends. And I don't have a mean word to say about We're her. We're still friends, yeah. But, but uh, her new boyfriend now is Not the, her boyfriend. She went on a date. Okay. The guy she's dating now is uh, the only single astronaut on Earth. Yeah. Only single astronaut in NASA. Yeah. I don't know about other countries, but in NASA. Yeah. It's probably a Russian guy. <laughs> yeah. So she was Spud she, Nick. Yeah, she was reluctant to tell me. <laughs> His name's Nick, but he looks like a potato, so they call him Spud Nick. <laughs> you know what's interesting though is I'll just what happened was is that I didn't know we weren't allowed to talk about this. We can start. Eh, the whole I podcast. thought they weren't allowed to, and I'll talk to her. And if what, we'll just have a weird edit at the beginning, but uh, and we'll just get back and talking about your relationship. All right, so we don't talk about my relationship. But in case no, we, no, but what's in case we need a weird edit. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> See, you can we cut. You can cut all of that right now. That's fine. We can't do it then, because I'll give you more information. But yeah, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it towards the end. We're here with Scott Zabilski. Hey, what's up, Zabinski? No, that's Zabilski. Z- now Scott is a Holocaust denier. What's no, all no, that no, about? No, 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 no. Scott is in charge of our show, first of all. You should have mentioned that. Well, executive producer, I, yeah. showrunner of the well, show. Well, yeah. he, he's, yeah. he's a producer of our show because um, that's what pays yeah. him. Because being a Holocaust denier doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> we'll get to not. that part. You can't just, you're just selling random shit at the beginning of this podcast. How Jack, about, Jack let's can start, you hack it? Let's, let's start Jack. with this. Here, let's okay. start with this, Jim. We haven't been, we haven't podcast since we were in Europe. We haven't been on the air I know, for four and months. Scott has a lot of new wild and, views. And what we're going to do first is... <laughs> We're going to try and focus it. Why don't we just go over your upcoming we, tour we, dates, we were, and then we, we'll we're start the show. The yeah. last time we podcast, oh, upcoming tour dates. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that this. first, let's then we'll get into the podcast. April 13th. That got his attention. Windstar yeah. Casino in the Thackerwickville, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> 
now, now, it's, Thack- right. it's Thackerville, Oklahoma. Which Thackerville, Oklahoma. It's a now, casino. Now, I'm willing to not have anyone at that gig. <laughs> the, the, I don't want to tell you how little I want to come to Thackerville, Oklahoma, <laughs> but if I stand on that stage and say it's good to be here, it's a fucking lie. <laughs> but come along to that, all you fucking I'm gonna, dicks. Bring I'm gonna, your sister and your wife so they're different people and enjoy the show. It's about an hour outside of Dallas, so it's not going to be this bad. Oh, no, no. It's all right. Actually, it's a little more, I, it's a little I, more cosmopolitan. I love my bro. Oklahoma people. Yeah. I hear Clayton Kershaw comes from Oklahoma, so I'm a big fan. There you go. Maybe he's from Thackerville. I don't know. Maybe he's from Thackerville. Probably not. Thackerville doesn't sound like a wholesome sounds, place. It though. sounds like it's in Oklahoma. Thackerville like, not Thackerville be... sounds like Wackerville, and Wackerville would be a euphemism for masturbating. Mm. I'm going to Wackerville. In the all right, no one's with me. All right, April. Do you want to do another edit break? Yeah, no, there you go. no, 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 no. This is how the show always goes. <laughs> That's what we should do from now on. Whenever a joke doesn't end, just go and we're back. That'll be our thing. Yeah. April twenty seventh. I'm at the Rialto Square Theater in Jolie, Illinois. Joliet. Joliet. Yeah, just outside of Chicago. Just outside of Chicago. Why wouldn't I go to Chicago? I don't know. Because it's just Scott, outside of Chicago. You're from Chicago. Is Juliet a good place? Uh, Joliet. No, it's not. Uh, it is. It's pretty far outside Chicago. You're doing some What's great happening gigs? with my booking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> April 28th, the Overture Hall in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, sure. Madison's fun. That's a real city. What, this is a bad time for me. No, to no, be no. Madison, Madison. Why can't yeah, I be yeah, single? And your gigs no, no. are like, Jim, you're in Vegas, Miami, and New York. Like, yeah. why does that to be? Well, Madison, Wackerville, Juliet, and fucking Madison. Yep. So that's those are the places it's going to be. I'm sure you're going to get a and, lot of people from. And this look, podcast. Comedy Central want me to mention this. Uh, the clusterfuck. <laughs> that was an honest yeah, yeah. mistake. Talking about the beginning the, of this podcast. The, the Clusterfest Comedy and Music Festival, June 1st to 3rd in San Francisco. I'll be on there, but I don't want to plug it too hard because I've seen the billboards around town and I'm the fifth billing. You're but low. Uh, um... Actually, it's pretty fair. Third Eye Blind. Yeah, no, no, no. Th- yeah. I'm a, no, I'm above Third Eye Blind. No, no, no. I'm, no. A, I'm above Third you Eye are? Blind. Okay. I'm, I'm above Salt and Pepper. It's like uh, John Stewart. Third Eye Blind's above Salt and Pepper, which I think should be reversed. It's John Stewart, Trevor Noah, that whatever that thing. Lonely Island. Lonely Island, Tiffany Haddish, and then me. I think it's pretty fair. Actually, I think that's a fair type of thing. And uh, Trevor Noah. Yeah, he's oh, Trevor, no. I said Amy Trevor Schumer. Noah. Amy Schumer's Oh, Amy Schumer's above me as well. So I'm like number six or something mm-hmm. on, the, on the billing. But I think that's like... What do you, I who, feel... Who do you think this should be ahead of? You no, should be ahead of John Stewart no, no. and Amy Schumer. This is what yeah. I feel, honestly. Yeah. I feel like the Haddish should fucking be at the top, man. She's the, the person in the moment. I feel like she yeah. should be crushing all those because Lonely Island. You sang a few rap songs, did you, lads? You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like the the Haddish should be above it all. Yeah, but being sixth is still better than your eleventh most famous Australian. Oh, oh, that we have to talk about this on Australian. Te- and this isn't part of the show, but on Australian TV, there's a show called Twenty to One, where each week on primetime Australian television, they list things like the twenty greatest cars of all time. This is what we do on Australian TV <laughs> during prime time. This is like if NBC, when at nine o'clock, this is the show we're running. So they go, the 20 best football kicks of all time, the 20 best whatever. Anyway, they did a show the other day, the 20 best Aussies in the world, and I came at number 11. Number 11. I didn't think they knew who I was. Who was ahead of you? Is this I, a, I'll, is tell you a... I'll tell you who I beat at number 12, Margot Robbie. She can fuck off with her Oscar nomination because she's no Jim Jeffries at number 11. 
Hey, hey, Keith Urban, why don't you suck a dick, number 14? I'm sure your wife got higher. Anyway, um, so are I came numbers, in. Are these numbers, this is the most famous now? But this show, I don't know what was the after best. that because my, my parents, the, the best Australians, the best Australians, like they just sounds best. like something you made up. And so my parents were watching, and they lost their shit. My brother recorded it on his phone. Now I, I will say this: out of the twenty people who are listed, because the next one was like, who's the basketball player at the moment? Number ten, uh, Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons, yeah. game at number ten. Who's the guy in the NBA kicking ass for San Antonio? No, for the seventy six. That's a different player. Which one? Who, who's the one that San Antonio? Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Antonio, he, but, he's probably. Yeah. Number sixteen. He's ben shit. Simmons, though, is yeah. Anyway, yeah. so what, a basketball player who is doing reasonably well with his life is above me. Now, I'd have to say, out of the top twenty, I'm probably the the poorest. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the one with the least amount of money. Are you looking up right now? Are you trying? To I'm looking up the greatest of all time Australians, and I don't know if this, this is the is actual a show order from this week. No, no, but I just want to tell you, I want from to, this week. It's not the greatest of all time. I want to tell you something about your country right now. I'm not beating Paul Hogan in 1988. No, no, no. They don't have Paul Hogan at number one. They have some guy named Banjo Peterson. Banjo Patterson, a bush Banjo poet. Patterson. He's the number one Australian of all time. Of all time, but he was a. He's the Australian Shakespeare. Mm. He's the guy who wrote poems yeah. and stuff. He never wrote The Man them, from Snowy River. There yeah. was, I never uh, heard of any of these people until we get to... Okay, give me number two. I'll tell you what's going. Number two, Sir Donald Bradman. Just, uh, a cricketer. You don't fucking say that <laughs> and not fucking get on your knees, son. Uh, Donald Bradman was the greatest athlete. This guy was the, the greatest gra- athlete. He's a cricket player. No, no, no. The oh, greatest no. athlete statistically of all time, right? His average was 99.8 or something like that. Now, his mm-hmm. average would have been 100. He would have a, scored a century every game if he didn't get out first ball on his last inning, right? Now, the closest average to him now – And we're back. Is, All right, so uh, – No, no, wait, wait, wait. Like, we don't, wait, 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 wait. This is bigger than Pelé or anything. The closest average to him now is like 60. His average was 99.8. He's basically, Michael Jordan would have had to score 20 or 30 points extra each game to even get close to this cunt. Statistically, he is the greatest athlete ever in the second most popular sport on the fucking planet. So don't let's minimize right, so it with, his, with your American well, fucking Well, I want to tell you that basketball about, is about to overtake cricket as the second most popular. He was about five foot five. He's a little tiny fucking fella. Basketball is about to take over cricket as the second most popular Anyway, so Don Bradman, give me number three. Give Because you can't. Uh, you can't I, a, he's called the Don, list. by the way. You don't even call him Don I'm Bradman. off that you list. I can't Don. find the list you were on. That's what I was trying to find. So. Give, me the, give me the other list that you're looking at. This was Wikipedia. Where I'm not at number 11. It's it's the greatest of all, all our fifty Banjo top Patterson. Australians. Banjo Howard, Patterson, Howard, suck Howard Don Flory is dick. Howard Flory's number three. He's a no, microbiologist. No idea Prize. who that is. No, idea. never he, heard of him. He's never one of the him. one of the one of the discoverers of penicillin. Do you want to celebrate your country? Okay, there you go. Did we discover penicillin? No, he's one of the discoverers. How is there one? They all looked in the microscope yeah. at the same time. No, but like, wasn't boom. penicillin yeah. being discovered around the world? Did they call each other and go, who else has know. got a moldy orange? Uh, mm, I don't know if that's how it worked, but we'll go. All right, with that, so, so we actually did a fucking show today, people. Yeah, yeah, You're let's, upsetting let's get me, Forrest, on levels. Show, so. This is it. You're not getting any shitting yourself dumplings for that. Okay. All right. So you, I don't people think people heard the first bit. We yeah, we ordered some dumplings the last time we ate them. Last time we ate, we shit themselves. But I still, airplane. I'm still optimistic about on the future of these dumplings. I'm very, I'm very popular with them. But what you know, what's a good product? What's that product? Heineken. No, the thing that makes you stop <laughs> shedding. 
Oh, Imodium. Imodium. I would do... Top notch. I would do adverts. probably not allowed to do advertising. I would do adverts for Imodium. No, 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 this isn't paid thing. I would do adverts for Imodium, even if they didn't pay me. It's a product that works. I think that can be arranged. You're uh, looking for... You're (laughs) shitting yourself. You take a few Imodiums, you're right for the day. I love the stuff. And what did it say on the side of the box? It was like, if you have any other problems, call this number. Like, it was just like a general thing. Like, hey, if you just want to talk out... Oh, yeah, there's a thing on the side of the million boxes. Like, <laughs> like what like, other problems do you if, have? And if this doesn't work, call this number. They don't even tell you to see a doctor. There's just some guy who sits on the end of the phone and just right. goes, you go, I'm still shitting myself. I've taken it. That's how confident Imodium are in their product. They put a false number on the side. There's no way someone's going to answer that phone. Like, Because if you ring up, if you take Imodium, and you ring that number and someone answers, the only answer they can have for you is you're dying because Imodium's that good. All right. Anyway, so we Well, before it. we get into the show, I want to ask you a few questions. Oh, so God. are you, uh, how do you feel Aquarius. after the first show? I'm Aquarius. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I'm the first show, your first show back. I was very, no- I didn't sleep last night. I looked very tired. I'm nine pounds heavier than I was in any other episode. Mm-hmm. You know how I care about the weight then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get very exact about the weight and that's why I ordered... Um, 14 trays of dumplings <laughs> right now. Yeah. But, but you've got, now you've got seven days before you have to be thin again. This is the no, 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 this is my plan. This is my plan. We're, they're, mm. they're planning on having between 20 and 30 episodes. I just want to lose one pound in an episode. There you go. Well, in, you know, in a way, I think these dumplings might help you lose weight, it sounds like. Mm. You, you might weigh, weigh less. Scott was trying to be funny, everyone. All right. All right. We also... That's why he's a producer. His wife's laughing in the corner because she knows it's not a possibility. The constant constant disappointment that you must live through on a a basis. Hey, Jack, can you hack it? How are you doing? Really good. Come up. Come up to the microphone for a second. Come up to the microphone for a second. You have to get me dumplings in a second because we're going to eat them on air. Jack Hackett, everybody. Jack, 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 Jack's my assistant, Jack Hackett, and his catchphrase is... Can you hack it? Can you hack it? Food in, you know you're going to talk and you're still putting food in your mouth. What's wrong with you? Uh, Jack, Jack is a promising comedian. Actually, mm. I better rephrase it. He's promising to be a comedian. <laughs> uh, and ha- have you done any extra gigs, Jack? How's that working out for you? Good. I um, hosted a, an open mic yesterday. Mm. Did you learn to put your mouth near the fucking microphone? <laughs> I assume they can. Still, still not near the microphone. Yeah, no, go there down, you go. go there there you go. Get in there. A little bit closer. Aim it towards your mouth. There yep. you go. Oh, lessons. Yeah, all right. Good. They don't teach this in college. Wee. Yeah. I'm going to go to an open mic tonight, and then I have a show on uh, Thursday. It's a cultural assembly. What, what do you mean? You're doing a show at a cultural assembly? Yeah. What does that mean? They asked the comedy group I work for. The comedy school. group you work for. I'm the comedy group you work for. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's your comedy wait, group? The comedy group you're what, associated with in your fucking called? spare What's the name of your comedy group? It's called Us Comedians. It's the group that hosts the open mic. On Why are you doing air quotes when you're saying that, too? Which part? Who, who do I answer first? Don't answer. It's, it's because it's C-U-S-C, so us and the uh, C-U-S-C I got University. It. Did you do uh, well in March Madness? Is your team still in? Are you excited? I think my team's still in. I'm pretty sure. I'm Are they still in? The Forrest knows a lot about USC. Right? They weren't even in the tournament. USC. I thought you meant my bracket. No, USC, no, USC was in the NIT. Uh, which who is, who is your team in the bracket, Jack? It's Kansas right now, and I don't know how they're doing. I haven't been. They're in the final four. They're in the yes. final four. All right. Yeah, okay. you really follow basketball well. They're in the final four. Um, and Kansas, then when, when, Missouri, or when Kansas we, City, Kansas. 
Kansas River, the rooster, the bird one. Yeah, but there's a fucking, there's a river that runs between it. The city's divided over two states. I want to say this to the people of Kansas. No one gives a fuck if you're from Missouri or Kansas, you dumb fucks. All right? Every time I'm on stage, I go, it's good to be in Kansas. They lose their shit and go, it's Missouri. That's your problem, not mine. So when we were in Europe, somebody mentioned you on Twitter. I sent you a picture. Oh, yeah. They just said, hey, it was some, some country that doesn't speak English as a first language because I go, good show tonight. Now, are you ready to hack it or something like that? Yeah. Are you ready to hack it, she Jack? Did, or she something? didn't say, Can you, how's the dating life going, Jack? What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> is so that what they say when they open your pants? What are you talking about? <laughs> why? why? What do you mean Bring why? Like, have you, have you got anything on, on the horizon? I don't think so. Why not? You're an attractive Show man. Me. You're an attractive man from certain angles. Why? why what, <laughs> like, like why, why are no girls interested in you, Jack? I just think I lack confidence, and I think... No, it's looks. It's looks. You're very, you're very confident. There's no confidence that will overcome those looks, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, now that I hear you say that, you're ugly and unconfident. Oh my gosh! All right, thanks, Jack. Uh, uh, we did a show. Let's talk about it. Uh, we did a show today. First time yep, back. You said that three times. Now, now what it. happened was. Do you remember what it was about? <laughs> yeah, let's quiz you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm True sure. I'm sure Elvis never felt this with the Memphis Mafia. <laughs> True. There was ne there was never a bit where Elvis had one of his mates that he employed where he was like, "Elvis, you're a fuckwit," and then Elvis was like, "Oh, you like it very much." Well, like, they oh, didn't like. do podcasts back then, so I don't know. That's Elvis like... would have done a podcast. It um, would have been the peanut butter and uh, banana sandwich podcast. <laughs> Well, Elvis just talked about, hey, no one trying to do a shit. It's hard to do a shit. Anyway, so, so we did a show. And our show was mainly about uh, March for Our Lives protests and protests in general. Well, so you that. obviously watched a different show than I did. Oh, yeah, I guess I did. Sorry, no, it, it was it was the March for Our Lives protest. Now, now, what happens on this show is when you watch the field pieces, people often think that we've gone to a lot of effort. And that's not what this show is about. Um... <laughs> What happens is we find out wherever I'm gigging, right? So we did a whole lot of field pieces in Europe because I just we me and Forrest just toured Europe. We did some podcasts from Europe, and so we find out wherever I'm gigging, and then Scott shows up, right? Sometimes it's in correlation with a Pride festival, but but Scott shows up, and uh, and we do a field piece around wherever we are, right? So like we'll probably do a thing in the coming year about Thackerville, or we might do a Thackerville piece. Ah, uh, we got a big piece plan for Thackerville. Yeah. It's a math so, piece. So on <laughs> Saturday, I was going to be in uh, San Diego anyway. Now, in my defence, I was in Portland the night before. Now, ordinarily, I would fly at midday down to San Diego, but I got up on the six fucking a.m. flight because Scott needed yeah. me in. Fucking, because these teenagers who do these marches can't wake up at midday like a regular fucking kid, right? Why does a, why does a protest have to be so early in the morning? Can't you get more eyes on the thing if you do it mid-afternoon? Catch some drunk people coming home from work and get them on your side? But anyway. Yeah, but we're, West, we're West Coast. You got to do for the time difference, so the no, East Coast. Did, yeah, they did Port, it at the same, Port, yeah. Portland's West Coast. I was in Portland. At what time was theirs? It's the same time as ours. Uh, no. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I was but, flying from Portland. Yeah. The problem was the march started at like 11. Yeah. And then I had to get from Portland to San Diego in time. So I had to get on a 6 a.m. flight, 
come down to Portland, and, and I was greeted by Scott. And where's Andrew Wontok? But also, to be fair, Jim, like you didn't, you were going to do the field piece about the march. It just happened to be you're going to be in. No, 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 yeah, no, no. So. We were going to do a field piece. You're making it sound march. like you weren't going to. Yeah, but we, we were going to do it in whatever town I was in. Yeah. It just so happened I was in San Diego, and that's why we chose San Diego. It's good. You got it's, good kids on that. It's piece. not. Look down, camera. It's not that we were trying to dodge. Samantha B, who went to Washington. You're dumplings there? But I got, no, 11 minutes, dumpling. Okay. You're on dumpling patrol in 11 minutes. And then people are going to watch us eat dumpling steak. Anyway, so I go down and meet Hell Scott. Hell of a podcast so far. What? This is great. No, this yeah, is, I'm just kidding. Andrew Wontog's here. Ladies and gentlemen, the angel of darkness. Come and get in front of camera. Come over here. Come over here, you fuck. Right? Jesus Christ. So what happened? It's an angry podcast today. Now, hey, now I, I like you in many ways. Okay, cool. That's enough out of you. Now, now get back here. Get back here. But what happens is Andrew is uh, he's not good to me. What happened the other day when you said hello to me in the morning? Uh, the I said hello, and you started screaming at me, saying, I'm not answering any questions right now. I just got here. Okay, but why was that? Well, because I was holding a laptop. Okay. See, <laughs> if he's not holding a laptop, I'm very friendly towards him, right? Mm. But if he's holding a laptop, it's always a question like, hey, uh, Mary J. Bly wants to know if you can finger her, or whatever the question might be. It's never, it's never that exactly. Never. That, now we can't have her as an interview. I understand that now, and I apologize. But what happens He's not holding is, a laptop right now, and you yeah. just say, get in there, fuckhead, or whatever no, no, you just I, said. I, I, love, I love this guy. I love this guy. I love this guy. I don't like when you touch me. He's Andrew Wontok. <laughs> Andrew Wontok is, is, is a moody man whose wife is too good looking for him. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Well, no. No, you should agree. With, I, I no, agree no, with my no. wife too looking. My moodiness. I think I'm I'm generally in the same mood. Uh, all right. But anyway, and he, his wife's very pretty, and Andrew looks like Andrew. And... Well, how's this guy? So we met down in San Diego, didn't we? We got down in San Diego. Uh huh. Yeah, we went to For San the field Diego. Piece. We went to and the what field happened? Piece. What did we do at the field piece? We uh, we we walked around the march and we got a, a nice bit out of it. I think it was really funny. You were hysterical. Was good. Nice uh, uh, Andrew, guys, in the comments. You want a, you want a dumpling? Anyway, so <laughs> so what good. happens is what happens is we do a march. We do a march. We go down and see the kids oh, yeah. marching. This is Act Two. We did the field piece in the march. We go and see the kids marching. Yep. And we go down. I was very tired because I'd just done two gigs. I'd done two gigs in Portland. I'm about to do two gigs in San Diego. And is this podcast going well for us? Uh, it's going great. Yeah, we're about okay. to start. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, so we go down and we do this march and we talk to the people. And, and Scott, you should take over. What happened next? Uh, well, you know, we there was a, a huge group of, of kids down there. We're, it was a kind of a mob scene. It was funny because i was walking behind you like 10 or 20 feet and so like this is the place where you are the biggest celebrity in the world they, people were afraid some people came up to you but a lot actually of people the afraid. real place is mordor but anyway okay, fair enough <laughs> but people every time you'd walk past they'd wait a few seconds they go that's jim jeffries so you you know you had a lot now of we have to preference this is uh so from my 2012 comedy special on netflix bear where i did the gun control routine i wore a leather jacket uh, a brown leather jacket um, that fitted me perfectly no, I don't know about back in 2012. Bit. Back in yeah, 2012, yeah. it yeah. fitted me very well. And then when they said, well, yeah, this is Andrew's idea. Anyway, so they go, why don't you wear the same outfit as you did in the gun control routine? And then we can talk about gun control and whatnot. Anyway, it turns out. That was Andrew's out, idea? Yeah, it's that was a good idea. That tied the whole piece together. Anyway, whole yeah. anyway, it turns out 
the time hasn't been good to me. Uh, time I, and I, I, food, I, and I, your relationships. Yeah, I drinking <laughs> five year old. Breathing air. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking yeah, up my family, yeah. my kid crying every yeah. night. Anyway, so yeah. so Lots I uh, so so I tried to put the jacket back on, but it didn't it didn't fit as such. It didn't fit. And so I, I walked around San Diego wearing the outfit from Bear very uh Snug. snugly. Yep. Very snugly. And I felt very awkward. Now there's things that happened. So what we did was we went around, we talked to the kids. Now we wanted to have an angle in the field piece that we never actually showed in the field place. Well, we wanted to show that I was out of touch with the kids and sort of Samantha B did a similar thing. And so it's lucky we didn't do it in the end. But we wanted to show that I was a product of the 90s. So we had all these, uh, what are they called, placards? What do you call them? Signs. Signs. Yeah. So we had all these signs made um, <clears throat> that were meant to represent me and my generation. And I wish this got into the field piece. <clears throat> but it didn't get in. Right, so we had one sign that just said we have in excess of guns with the in excess logo, which yeah, I like. I like that one. Yeah. Right, and then we had one that I liked. My favorite was like, uh, "What are you talking about, Willis?" And on the backside it said, "Hopefully not guns." That was a fun <laughs> one. And then there was one that said, "I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want." Yeah, yeah, I like less that. guns. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and so we did actually hold those up, but we thought it would be like a funny joke, and everyone would laugh, but the kids were generally con confused and upset about. Oh, uh, the they didn't thing. like them. Oh, yeah, we've got it. We got it. Oh uh, yeah. Ben, what? Okay. What are you talking about, Willis? What are you talking about, Willis? Hopefully not guns. Yeah, I like is... that word. Hopefully is in there. Uh, because it's like maybe he is talking about guns. Great handwriting. So, yeah, I didn't do it. What's that one say? Ban yeah. homework and also high capacity magazine clips. I wasn't there during that. Uh, I would have never let that, that, that happen. So <laughs> the the first act of uh, our show. That was our second act, the field piece. That was so. the second act. And I, you, you were saying blah, blah, blah. You had to wake up early and stuff. But I mean, there was some really good kids down there in that field piece. Oh. Like there was like. Oh, the, the like, kid. I, like, you've only seen these Parkland kids speak and like they're really well, good. Not all of them. Well, not all of them. Yeah, but. For the most part, some like of them couldn't make that it. one. But I know I'm saying, in, but the ones that, uh, in Parkland that I've been speaking online doing stuff, and they're like really well spoken, and they're like you're just really impressed by them. And it just turns out like most of the, the phone, Scott, most of the kids are like doing that. Someone album. has to produce this show while we're doing this podcast. Why are you texting? Have you got dumplings coming? Because the show is being made still. Yeah, because being I'm edited. Texting Chris, yeah. who's editing the show. Here's more signs. Here's the in excess one, Jim. Jack, dumplings. Four minutes. We're gonna. Here's we're in gonna excess. In excess of guns. This is what never made it. Now, tell, give me the, tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Okay. There we go. See, I tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Fewer guns. Oh, with the right? S, yeah. And then we use the S from the Stussy sign. Remember Stussy? Yeah, but that's like the S that the kids draw. There. Mm -hmm. That's more that what that is. Yeah. There used yeah. to be a girl, yeah. right, okay. when, when I was a kid who I really fancied, who always <laughs> wore Stussy, and we always used to call her Stussy Pussy. Is that offensive? No, I think she would like that. Yeah, I'd imagine. I can't I, see why I, she wouldn't like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, probably not now, but at 16... That what was... rhymes with dick? That would be just as fun to have if you're a guy. Dick sporting goods. Mm. Rhymes with dick. I don't, I don't think that... Dick and no, that... dick. Dick and dick rhyme. Ah, oh, good point. I got I some see that, dick so... sporting goods. Sick dick. 
Dick. We should Frick. start this podcast soon. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, that was Act Two. Is there anything? Anyway, else so what happened in Act One? I feel like all the acts were the same. You know. Well, don't say that. Uh, first of all, but they were. It doesn't the, matter. People the fir- already watched the, the show. First act, the first act. The first act, basically, Jim. If you don't remember reading it, Scott, was is, it, uh, Scott, is this going well? I was, don't know if it's going well. I think it's going okay. I mean, so, I like. So, I think I like the show better. Yeah, it's the podcast. It's a little, little looser. I'm not being paid yet. No, that's we can tell. Uh, yeah, we that, we know what's yeah. going on here. Well, Look, I'm keeping. This, this I'm, is gonna help you. What I'm, was that? Tom? I'm keeping yeah, that this fucking. I'm talk. keeping this fucking train on the tracks, brother. No, I hear you. Mm, I wouldn't say that, but I like Andrew that, so. Wontok dresses like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You dress like my dad if he's depressed. Otherwise, he's got a more of a colorful outfit. So, anyways, what I was trying to discuss with you is our act one. Um, even though there was a lot of similarities and, and a, a theme running through our show, our act one basically dealt with the fact that all these kids, uh, you know, organized these rallies and protests and marches across the country, even across around the world. And you would think that adults would be happy that kids are doing this because generally what they people say is otherwise oh, on their phones, taking selfies, they're self-absorbed, they're playing lazy. with their donkey gongs, yeah, and, and they Game Boys, exactly, but. Doing and, that thing where they hit a circle with a stick down the road. So you would think even... Kicking the can like a bunch of morons. Well, that's him. And so you would think that uh, even even someone that would disagree with what their message was would at least be like, hey, you know what? Good for these kids. But of course there wasn't because we know it's the usual cast of characters like Tucker Carlson and Rick Santorum and random people that have... The thing no about Tucker prior- Carlson is... Yeah. You think if you knew a kid down the street called Tucker Carlson... <laughs> He'd be up for fun. <laughs> I don't think the Tucker Carlson. You know what I mean? You go. He turned out exactly you, how his name is. No, no. You think Tucker Carlson? You go. You go. Your parents would go. You stay away from Tucker Carlson. He's nothing but trouble. I oh. wouldn't think so. No, I think he's a bow tie. That sounds like a bow tie name to me. Yeah, he he looks exactly and acts exactly how his name sounds. Tucker Carlson's like. Just a kid that got maybe he got picked on or something. Who knows? But he's just a complete dickhead. Now, in that first so. act, you uh, it was a late entry. We were writing kind of right up to the minute, and you added that Trump golfing joke. Which yeah, we wrote right up to the end. It was my favorite of the. Episode. You know, it was your favorite. We did a thing about how, like, uh, during the march, Donald Trump uh, didn't do anything. He actually, he, went, he, he left DC where the biggest march was. Yeah, went to Florida where the shooting was. It was was only. 40 minutes, I don't know, a presidential motorcade, 30 minutes away from where the, the park lane was. So he had an opportunity to either go to the main march or to the park lane. Didn't do either, just golfed at Mar-a-Lago and then avoided, had them redo the route to the airport to avoid getting anywhere near any protests. And so the, the joke that you made was great. The joke was simple. It was that um, even though he played golf, he only played 17 holes in honor of the victims. And the whole crowd groaned, which the was really <laughs> that's, a, that's the first real groan without any laughs we've had, which was kind of like it's good though. I think, but that's the problem with yeah. comedy sometimes. No when, groans when, are good. Groans are laughs. More dumplings, Jack. Yeah. No, um, some, sometimes. <laughs> no, no, Jack. 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 <laughs> Jack. Stop. <laughs> Just hand in the dumplings. <laughs> right. You're getting shit on my It's <laughs> all over his computer and his iPad. <sighs> Dumpling juice. Just he don't did do good, that. Jack. Don't worry about what Forrest said. Uh, anyway. Uh, now I'm having fun. Please get dumpling grease on my shit. The thing about, jo- the thing about jokes is sometimes you make an offensive joke about something. Yeah. And then 
that something that's true, like him playing golf rather than um, standing up to what's happening. Well, it was a 17, was the crown. Yeah, that was yeah, a 17. But, 17 you kids make, died you in make, but he hasn't really acknowledged or done anything to change anything. It's incredible how, you're, how little You're the one who him. makes the joke about him doing shit, and then you're the one who gets the groan. Rather than he gets, but a groan to me is still laughter. It's like people are afraid to laugh, it's so they have. Yeah, yeah. It should be uncomfortable. No, oh, I, I, I take, I take a groan as an orgasm. But what's crazy is like they, these, these, he doesn't even address the 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 rallies around. I mean, there's millions of people, and he didn't even address it. He still only had one press conference in over a year. That's like incredible. That's, that's, that's all like, he yeah. did. Yeah. When he but he does a lot of public. Yeah. Uh, he does a lot of public. Uh, Not press conference rallies. They're different. Yeah. That's yeah. He goes and has people like you know stroke him off at rallies. And so stuff. what else happened in that act? Uh, there was uh, you know what I really liked that you did. It was a change up too. Was there, was, there was a woman named Julie Gunlock, who is uh, you would think with a name like Gunlock you would be a gun control advocate, but she's not. She's on the other side of that, and she's like the head of some weird. Uh, I don't know. It was like the the institution for alarmists Alar- or something. Yeah. It's like what, what they, the just some made up bullshit, and she was just so. Like, just the worst. She was just like, and another thing, the kids should really learn about, like, where their sheriff department is. And and she was just saying all this nonsense and bullshit. And it couldn't have been any more perfect because you just told her to shut up. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I kept exactly. watching that clip over and over, and I was like, fuck this woman. I it's the like, whole this. idea of these yeah. people who are just like, it's not the it's not the pe- it's not the gun control problem. It's not the it's this problem. It's that the kids should do something different. And she's one of these people that would blame anything but the gun. She's the director of Culture of Alarmism Project. Which even is a weird job. But, yeah, and her website is, it's, I don't know what the fuck that says, but she's a senior fellow, the director of Culture Alarmism Project. I don't even know what that means. And it says she was a professional staff member on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, and I don't even know that. But she also is the author of the book From Cupcakes to Chemicals. Whatever oh, I that like means. cupcakes yeah, and chemicals. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, That's the thing is, I, I've got a Julie lot of problems Gunlock. with both. She's, Cupcakes have been a demon for me throughout my life, and chemicals are something I've enjoyed. So I actually like that book, Cupcakes are Chemicals. Yeah, we don't know about. It. Yeah, hey, I have more followers than her on Twitter, so that's something. But um, anyways, she's a real piece of. Brilliant. But anyways, Rick Santorum is probably the worst of all. He's uh, he's he's like he's historically been just a bag of shit. Yeah, but Rick and, uh, he's tried to run for president every, a bunch of times. And every now and again you hear from him like, oh, maybe this time, and then no, he always never disappoints. Well, as you yeah, watch so, that clip of him saying kids should learn CPR instead of protesting and, yeah. and asking their lawmakers to do something, you could see he keeps looking down as he's talking. Like He doesn't even believe what he's saying at this point. So he, but the one thing, and we, there's no way to like really write this in the piece, but I think it needs can't be said enough. Uh, so Rick Santorum has uh, his, his views on like homosexuality is what you would think they would line up with as far as being a so moral. So I should being correct. <laughs> yeah. So in so in two thousand and three, Dan Savage, uh, a sex columnist and LGBT rights activist, that says asked his readers to create a new definition for or definition for the word Santorum in response to Rick Santorum's view on homosexuality, and the winner was Santorum is. Quote, the frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. So mm. that that actually, if you look up Santorum on Google, like uh, you'll find you something. I have a jar of Santorum <laughs> in my in my fridge. <laughs> Why would you actually, have a jar in yeah, your fridge? That's stupid. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So then we did the field piece, and then what was act three? So the thing is, the show was very similar throughout, but it had to be. Well, that's what I was saying. The first act was we were kind of like trying to help defend these kids because we're this, these uh, these kids did a great thing, and there's still people that want to bring them down. We did we the history def- of protest. We did the field piece where you actually went to the, to the march and uh, interviewed uh, some of the kids and did that whole thing that we talked about. Already. And then three was a little bit of the histories of protests and kind of like, do they work? Do they not work? We kind of got into that a little bit. We looked at... Uh, protests throughout history, and um, then at the end you kind of like do these work, do they not work, sort of thing. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the way we summed we it up was kind about, of we tried to be like even-handed with the whole thing. So we talked about the ones that have worked: Gandhi, Martin Luther King, civil yeah. rights movement, women's suffrage movement. We we mentioned um, the uh, the 2019 Tea Party. Yeah. yeah, the tea baggers, which was really pretty successful, and it's the funny thing is, like, I looked this up, and it worked, and that, that's how we got Ted Cruz, and they, and and really the reason that that worked was there was numbers, people came out in numbers, and and they actually did a study on the 2009 Tea Party movement, and they showed that the amount of people that came out to rallies for the Tea Party correlated with increased voter turnout and those people winning and actually taking control of the of Congress, and they said the only way, places. That were that where they showed a dip in that was affected by rain. So when people didn't come to rallies because of rain, like the voter turnout was less. Why do people hate the rain? <laughs> so I think that I'm the, not saying the, that all tea baggers were white, but kind of the all left. tea baggers were white. <laughs> okay, you know what you're saying. Porn I watch, but all right, that's a but the no, I think the porn off. Oh. Forest. I think I think the lesson to be learned though is that like that now is like people say whether to protest work or not, but I feel like you can see that this is having an effect. Like these, the, not just the March for Our Lives, but the women's uh, uh, march that was last year, and the and you know the Me Too movement and so forth. I, because I think when there's people, yeah, like when people ask about whether it works or not, they're talking about the idea of like, are you ever going to change someone's mind? And I think it's hard to change people's mind. But kind of a point Jim made in the writers' room the other day when we were talking about it is what you're really trying to do is get the people who already agree with you off their ass to do something. Yeah, yeah, you try to get people motivated, right? Yeah, agree with you. See, uh, the thing is, uh, I, I once marched for gay marriage in Britain, right? Now, gay marriage doesn't affect me directly because I'm not gay and I don't believe in marriage. So on two levels, this, is, <laughs> this isn't working for me. But I, th- I saw it as an equal rights thing. So actually, that was the first time in my life that I, I pound the pavement and I had a sign and I actually marched for something. And it's because I had gay friends who was so passionate about it that I thought, of course I agree with you, but was it enough for me to actually actively do anything? And that's what protest is about now. It's it's really like you're not going to change anyone's mind. You're not going to flip the thing, but you have to get the people who, who are on your side energized. Yeah. I mean, in Alabama... There's a there's a democratic I'm actively against people from Alabama, <laughs> but there's a democratic senator now, which hadn't happened. In, I don't remember fifty years or something like that. Yeah, but you know but how no, but that do was you know how hard it was to get a democratic senator. But it was like I know there was like one demographic that was like uh, um, black women that that came out in record numbers to vote against this guy, and they were just like, well, yeah. I don't know there, what the average age there's of still black a, women is, but there's I mean, still <laughs> there still is I'm like sure something to be varies. said for that. Like that's that's happened. The you know? average age of all black women. It probably varies. It's, sure. I mean, all all black like, women in Alabama can't be the same age, right? No, no, they've yeah. they've, they've got to be numerous. They have to be numerous different ages, yeah, right? Yeah, 105. In, in Alabama, it's all over the spectrum. Oh, yeah. All right. So then, um, so yeah, I think, but like you said, I think you came to the that conclusion, what we just said about protests, whether they, they work or don't work. It's about 
doing something and not doing nothing. That's what your point was. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna preach to people and say that I'm the most active person in the world who goes out and does all these things. But I like yeah. to I like to think that I'm socially a guy that looks at the world around me or what have you. Yeah. But I'm sure other people who think against me think they're socially against it. So why don't we all just get on the pavement and fucking pound it out and decide who's winning? Like a street fight? That happened in Charlottesville, and there was there was problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't we just <laughs> These dumplings really settled you down. Let me really, tell you. That's great. All right, so our, our act my, four my, was... My tummy settled. Our act four was uh, yeah. a bit of fun. You, uh, I died. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. I died, which I, as a comedian I've done several times. Yeah. Um, but I officially died, uh, and this, was, this is kind of weird. Uh, there was a post in a webpage called multitoday.com which said that I died in a car accident. Not only did it say that I died in a car accident, but it also listed the vehicle I was in, the friend that was driving the car, and also the hospital that I was taken to when when I died. It's very specific. Yeah. Now I got to say, now my brother Scott's probably listening. You met Scott. Yep. You met Scott. Yeah. Scott's what I don't, I don't know how to say. It. Scott's what you call an asshole. And what Scott did was he actually forwarded the uh, the, the report that I had died to my mother with no other, <laughs> no other with nothing around it, no other information. Just yeah, just, just forward- like I thought you might want to read this. Yeah, so, uh... just forwarded it to her like, all right, mum, here's your afternoon. And I got to be honest with you. Me mum took it in a stride pretty well. Yeah. She wasn't as upset as we thought she was going to be. Oh, my chair. I'm not gonna yeah, 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 you had to get her a chair. Yeah. Got she, her chair. She, my brother just got one bit of email back going, has anyone seen the will? And so... so, so Do they what, get anything if you die, by the way? Do they get anything if you die first? Yeah, I've written a will that involves a few people. You're not involved. No, no, I'm okay. You don't get anything. I wasn't asking. I would feel like Hank gets most yeah, of it. Hank. Boris gets a pinball machine. That's fair. Not yeah. me. What does Jack get? That's all I want to know. Jack gets my respect. Finally. <laughs> you leave it to him. <laughs> yeah, which is something. I left you my respect. <laughs> yeah. It's in a drawer. Yeah, which is something yeah. he never got in life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so what happens is, uh, so my mother thought I was dead and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, looked at, I looked at the whole thing and then I posted out originally when – I just posted the picture of Jim Jeffries died in car accident on my Instagram. Yeah. And the comment I wrote was something like, you think they could have chosen a better picture, right? But then people started like crying and shit in my message thing, like, oh, my fuck, he's dead or whatever, like that, right? <laughs> and so I had to re-edit the actual quote and go, I'm not dead in bold letters. It was nice to see that people would be upset if I was dead. I always assumed they wouldn't be. What was that? Which movie was that? That he, you get to see what people do? Oh, there's a movie? No, wasn't that like an old famous movie? Oh, 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 oh uh, Christmas, yes, Wonderful Life, yes, Wonderful yes, Life, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Angel yeah. Bandits Five from See, Evil. No, no. <laughs> Wonderful Life, <laughs> Wonderful Life, that definitely was your, a Wonderful, that was your life. wonderful <laughs> life, where you could see what people would say. Yeah. You, you could have, in retrospect, you said you wish you had let it go a little longer. Yeah, I, I got it. I, like, I, I got sent the story 15 minutes after it came out, and I posted it right away. And if I had my time over, which I thankfully I have now, um, <laughs> I would have I would have let it sit for about two hours. Now that must have made you think, like you know, life well, is in precious. fifteen minutes, no one did anything. No one right. did anything. That's I what was, you, you texted me, and you were upset. You're like, people are not. No one is contacting me. Yeah, this, no one was contacting me. No one was upset. I hadn't heard that you had died until you texted me. I didn't contact you. 
Yeah, but I didn't Forrest know. didn't care. Forrest was I like, knew you were alive. I think I just talked to you. Like, this, like will, that. this will free up my No way you were in Malta. Like, yeah, <laughs> that time, like, that's that. what we knew. But the, you know what's funny is like that reminds me of the time where you were counting the people that were going to come to your funeral. I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast. Okay, already, this this yeah. links this links into, I just did Jimmy Fallon the other yeah. night. There you go, I told, I told a story about how I was on a shitload of mushrooms and I met Axl Rose. Right? Yeah. Um, Vegas. Yeah. And there was cocaine and there was Axel Rose and there was mushrooms mm-hmm. and then there was a big come down. I just bought a new yeah. car. So I decided to drive it out there. So we drove all the way back as I was coming down from drugs. And me, I got, you, and JJ. Me and, and oh, I got so some shit. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I, uh, so I got very depressed and counted all the people who would come to my what, funeral. No, what happened is the next morning, JJ and The number I, I came to was 12. No, you no, you had four. This is what happened. The, Before I met Scott. The, 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 the next morning, JJ and I were sharing a room, and the next morning we were like, man, we haven't heard from Jim, whatever, and finally get a hold of you and you just go, I've been counting the number of people that are going to attend my funeral, and I only got to four. That's all you said. <laughs> That's so, to, so to make you feel better, we had to count people that, that were going to come to your funeral. And that was, like, a, that was including my corpse. Because <laughs> my mum won't get on a plane because she's too fat. I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah, but who did you think wasn't going to come? Jack, dumpling me, right? Now, this is, I'll tell you a funny story. So about two years ago, uh, I went back to Australia to visit my parents. And she'll never listen to this. She'll never figure it out. What happened was two years ago, I went back to visit my mm. parents. And I bought my father a brand new Mercedes Jack, can you Benz. Dump, can you put some dumpling juice on my computer, please? <laughs> yeah. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, put some hot sauce on there too. It's so great. good, boys. Yeah, I know. Anyway. I'd like to eat one something. Anyway. So yeah. what happened was this is good. Chew into the microphone if you can do that, because that'd be great. This is different. And get a little more sauce on your shirt. I see where, I see where Jack so, learned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't get this on other. What did they shows? look like? One of those? What I can look at? What are those? The Horseshack? Whatever. Test for the psychologist. Rorschach, That's your, yeah. your, Rorschach. Sorry, yeah. Rorschach. The Rorschach. Welcome back, Carter. Welcome back, Carter. <laughs> That's another Axel Rose story. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Keep so I bought, I brought my father Mercedes Benz yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. It was one of the most beautiful moments in my life. I come into a bit of money through you know comedy and whatnot. And so, what happened was my father, who's been a maintenance man at a high school for the last ten years of his life. I told him we were going to go out for a drink in a pub. Then I drove him onto a, 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 a car lot. And on the car lot was a car, right, and it had, a, had a silk sheet over the top of it. And as my father walked on, the Mercedes dealership people said, hello, Gary, this is your car, and they pulled the sheet off. And I watched my dad almost cry, and he had this brand-new Mercedes. Now, my mother is what you call... A bitter, vengeful individual. <laughs> she was very upset that I bought my father this car. Yeah. Right? She goes, you bought your father a car. You do nothing for me. <laughs> and she's a 350-pound woman who sits in a chair watching TV. So what I did was I bought a bigger television because that's all. That's a whole world. You know what I mean? It's not a fucking $90,000 car. But she gets I bought... to sit in the car too. Yeah, she gets to ride. Well, she get ride can't drive. Yeah. She gets yeah. to ride in the yeah. fucking car. Yeah, she gets to ride in the car. Right, so I bought her a bigger TV. wasn't enough. Anyway, so I was just back there doing gigs. And my mother sits in this lazy boy chair. Now, if you know my stand-up, I have a routine where I call it the throne of misery. Now, the throne of misery was this lazy boy chair that my mum has been deeply sunken into for many years, abusing children from her throne. (laughs) Now, the springs are given up a long time ago. 
But anyway, she comes over there. I come over. I'm hanging out with my son. And she goes, she goes, oh, I really need a new chair. And then she reaches for the little armrest on the lazy boy, but the mechanism's too tight. And she goes, but the mechanism, oh, it takes too much strength out of me to be able to do the mechanism. And then she goes, I really need a chair so I can live a few years longer because this chair is ruining my quality of life. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's a shame. And I walk away acting like I haven't noticed. Then I come back the next day, there's fucking catalogs around the place, right? Open up to all the pages of the chair, right? And then the next day she's like, oh, life's hard. If only I had the PK92 from Lazy Boy. I... Maybe I could live a year longer, but alas, I'll probably die in this chair, right? Okay, so obviously people who are listening, I've bought the fucking chair. I've paid for the fucking chair. The chair's on its way. It's coming in the mail. It's going to happen, right? You got her other things too, right? Like a life alert? I got a life alert necklace. I got her everything to fall down. Some walk, some special thing. I got her the best walkers. She got the the Mercedes Benz of walkers. (laughs) Anyway... My, Did they take a sheet off it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum's got no tennis balls on the end of the leg. She's oh, got proper man, rubber balls that are meant yeah. to be there. Yeah. She can anyway, so she keeps going on about this fucking chair. Anyway, so I've bought the chair. The chair's fucking coming. Anyway, the other day she writes to me. She sends me an email. She's never sent me an email. She normally rings or bothers in other ways. And she writes me an email. She goes, I need $6,000. For this chair. This is the only thing that will save my life. Which, like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, but anyway, it's the only thing that will save my life. She goes, I can afford to pay you back $150 a month if you lend me the $6,000 so I can get the chair. Because she's just milking for me to go. That's oh, a great $6,000 chair. This, what does it do? This thing stands you back up. Ah, it's yeah, like yeah. as a chair, you sit down and then a mechanism puts you back into a standing position. What happens to your cups in the cup holder? Oh, no, no, no. The cups just pour on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Are there speakers built into it? No, 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 no. It anyway, stands you up. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so she wants this chair. She wants this fucking chair. So, so I've already ordered it. It's two weeks out. She's already getting it. But she sends me this obnoxious email. She won't listen to this podcast, but what I've done now is, and I'll, I'll update you next week. <laughs> What I've done now is I sent my mother back a payment plan. I, 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 sent her back, I, I sent her back a letter saying, there's no way that you'll live long enough to pay off the chair at $150 a month. <laughs> so we, I really had to up your rate to $175 a month if i am even got a slight chance of getting my money back. I've given her a reasonable form of interest. Oh, that's nice. 6%, which oh, is good for a small loan. Yeah, for a small, small loan. If it was a home loan, she'd get three bad credit card, 12. I'm very generous. I've given her, I've given her a 6% interest rate that she has to pay off. So it's going to take her around 12 years to pay off the chair. To be honest with you, I think that's very nice. I think she'll be dead in six. But, you know, so she's paying off the chair over 12 years. And so I sent it off to her, and then I, I rang my brother up. I got him involved. 
as well, right? I said, you have to go over there. I've told her that she can't sign the contract online. Oh, it was your other brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got so, Danny involved. Okay, yeah, so, Danny, right, so one of my brothers is going over to get my mum to officially sign the contract. <laughs> They gotta get it notarized. Yeah, it's gotta be notarized <laughs> that she'll be now this is the bit that blows my mind. She goes, I'll pay one hundred and fifty dollars a month or I'll pay hundred and seventy five a month. She's retired. There's no income. It's like you either have the fucking money or you don't. There's no like, oh, when I reach payday, there's no more paydays. It's fucking done. So anyway, so if if you're a friend of my mother's and you're listening to this. Can you go over to the house and say something like, it's really generous that Jim was offering to give you this loan. If we, <laughs> we've, got, we've got two more weeks of fucking her over on this particular chair. So if we can keep <laughs> pumping that into her, that'd be great. All right. That's great. You know what you need to tell next time? I'll, I'll, do, I'll tell you. Is that chocolate sea story. That'd be funny too, since you're going to do all good on this route. We'll do that next week. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think we're good, right? I mean, you think we got enough? Super professional. Was it entertaining? Uh, it was kind of entertaining. The dumplings well, actually. I mean, your shirt's entertaining. It, got, it, it, got, it took a good turn on the dumplings. That was good. Um, I will say this to promote the show. Let's do that real quick. Uh, our podcast email is jeffreyshowpodcast at gmail.com. We get, a, we get emails all the time. We haven't had any in a while since we haven't had the podcast on, but I will read through some of those next time. Um, and then at Jeffrey Show is our Twitter handle. If there's a topic you want us to talk about, tweet to us at Jeffrey Show. And please subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then, oh, we got to promote one more Twitter handle. Sorry. Remember when we were on the train at Heathrow? Oh, yeah. We got uh, yeah. Uh, so we, Jim and I, when we were traveling, we were at now, Heathrow Airport. This may mean for us laugh for days. It's very funny. The Twitter feed is ridiculous. Uh, the, uh, so what airport was it? It's Heathrow. It's Heathrow. Heathrow. Right? We're, on, we're on a train. You know, you go on those trains to go to different terminals. Heathrow T5 Transit Train has its own Twitter handle. Yeah. And, it's and at, on the T5 yeah. Transit thing, they actually put a sign up going, please follow us. Yeah. Like, who's it's, sitting on the train yeah. that gets you from Terminal 5 to Terminal 4 yeah. and thinks to themselves, I better follow that Twitter handle yeah. and what they're up to? Well, there's 131 people following it. 131, it's but at, we're going to... We're going to build this. Yeah, at T5 Transit. At T5 Transit. And here's uh, somebody. Here's something. They, they'll retweet you if you say, hey, huge thanks to T5 Transit for getting the Dragon Boat team to our gate in time. It's a fucking train. That's all it's supposed to do. Like, this is the thing. <laughs> kind of if you were at Heathrow and you're on yeah. T5 Transit, if you have a good experience, write to us. If you have a bad experience, write to us. Well, write to if, them. You, 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 no, you, no, write tag to us. Tag, tag us. Tag at Jeffrey Show and at T5 but Transit. But even if you're just on it, and you've flown for 24 hours yeah. from Sydney, and you're on the T5 Transit, hey, give them a follow. Yeah. They're very passionate about that. They've left that up on their train. King cool Please G follow said, us. King Coolji said, thank you, T5 Transit, for your services. What the fuck are they talking about? It's a train. That's all it does. Here's someone that said a photo of their kids yeah, in the T5 Yeah, some kids on there. There's some sarcastic ones for sure on here, too. But that's what we're kind of – here's just had a fantastic – tour of T5 transit facilities at the Heath. It's just ridiculous. But anyways, so follow ours first at Jeffrey show, then at T5 transit. Mine is at Forrest Shaw. And today, actually, I had- I'm going as far to say, if you truly like me as a comic, cancel my subscription on Twitter and follow them. It's not a subscription. And then and you can write- follow both. No, I just don't want them to follow me if they follow T5 transit. You mean your personal one of the shows? Yeah. I want them to cut me off just to follow that. 
Um, this is a bad. This is, doesn't make any sense. Why? All right, don't do that. Just follow Chief. You can follow both. It. You don't have to subscribe to Just it. Go. It's Just not go. a magazine. Yeah. Scott, right. Scott Zabunski. Yep. What do you got going on in your life? Uh, just mm. this, man. I live and breathe this show. I just. You got any new kids? Uh, nope, Since I last talked to you, you just got the two. Yeah, that's the two. Out of your Keep two, out of your two kids, which one do you like the most? Uh, probably the one who can talk. Jack. But now the second one's starting to talk, so it's Jack's a good one. Jack's yeah. a good one. Well, that's it's good because they'll probably never, never how to, know how to listen to podcasts and hear this, so that will never. Kids yeah. don't know anything about technology. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know you had another one, so that's nice. You don't know his name, I bet. Leo. Well, I, I was saying this one the other day. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jack doesn't. I'm pretty sure that uh, Jim does not know my second kid's name, and I was right. Do you know the name of my second kid? Uh, no. Neither do I. Yet? Or no, you got one probably, out there. probably one. Okay. Um, I want to promote something real quick. Your wife's here, Genevieve. Okay. Whoa. She's got to try to promote my thing. He does know her name now. Genevieve, Genevieve. That's pretty impressive. Um, which one's your favorite child of the two? Uh, she's going to give the stock answer. You can't choose. Wait, Sophie's choice. Yeah. You can't choose? Yeah. Have you uh, ever have you ever dated a guy better looking than Scott? No. And your life's been horrible. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, well here we're back with the podcast. Yeah, so it's where we started, so that, <laughs> um, So like I wanted to say real quick, uh today I had uh something come out called Poor Decisions. I shot it in Miami. It's like it's on Amazon, Google Play, and a bunch of other crap. If you go to my Facebook, my Instagram, or my Twitter, which is all Forrest Shaw. There's all links there. So please watch that so somehow I'll get money at some point. I don't know. Maybe I might not. I have no clue. Probably not. There's no money in comedy. Yeah, yeah. So just watch it. And T5 Transit. And at Jeffrey Show. That's the most important one. More important, you can subscribe you to T5 both. T5 Transit. That's, that's the one I want. Hashtag us if you do T5 Transit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know T5 why. Transit. I don't know why it's going to help our show, but it'll be fun. No, so, but just write something yeah. like, had a good time on T5 Transit, got to the luggage carousel. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You got to say something like that. Yeah, also, great Jeffrey show. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> London's more multicultural than I thought it was. Whack or something. I don't Yeah. Know. Lit AF. T5 Transit. That's Scott, what you, the you kids haven't, say. You haven't been very chatty. No. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are entertaining. I'm just well, enjoying. We've wrapped it up three times now. So uh, <laughs> let's go for four. Let's have a conversation. I'll just do I got you a yeah. bowl of pickles. Uh, All right. You ready to wrap right, it up, Jim? Good night. Say bye. Good night, Australia.